Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. Last episode, I posed the question, uh, if all seven Canadian-based NHL teams were to move to, to the U.S. temporarily because less stringent COVID restrictions, what cities should they end up in? And you didn't have to do all seven if you didn't want to. If you just wanted to do a couple, that was totally fine. Uh, qualifiers must have, at minimum, a 5,000-seat arena must be roughly within the same geographic area as their existing division, must have an airport that can handle commercial flights, doesn't matter if a pro hockey team already plays there but cannot be in the same city as an existing NHL team, and does not have to be close to the Canadian border to draw traffic from their existing fan base. Uh, welcome to, um, this is what it means to be a cartographer. <laughs> Except there would be probably three to ten more qualifiers on there, and you would have to make a map out of it. So, what you got? Um, Vancouver Canucks get to play in the Spokane Veteran Memorial Arena. Mm-hmm. It's about a 10,000 or so seats. Mm-hmm. It's in Spokompton. There's an airport. And it's relatively geographically located to them. I don't want them in the Angel of the Winds arena up in Everett, nor the Showware Center in Kent. I'm saving those two for Edmonton and Calgary. <laughs> Let's just move everything to Washington. Uh, can we just save the Edmonton and Calgary discussion for last? Because Well, <clears throat> kind of, um, because... There really aren't any suitable arenas in Idaho or Montana that meet the provided criteria. What, Uh, Idaho Central Arena doesn't check all of the boxes Cassie laid out? No, nor does the Bozeman, or the Boise. No. Boise barely did, but I I picked something else. Yeah, Yeah. I know. And then... um, um, just because I'm 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 that I'm that way, um, Winnipeg gets to go down and play in Shattuck St. Mary. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Does Arena seat five thousand? I gotta remember. I think it's I think it's somewhere up like around six or seven. Oh, okay. Because it's Shattuck St. Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is. Um, There's a fantastic thing called Wikipedia that you could look that up. At. <laughs> I don't know if there was only some some marvelous um, repository of information. Um, yeah. Oh, um, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, um, Winterpeg. Um, Toronto gets to play in Buffalo because it's pretty much just Toronto. But, but I said it couldn't be in the same unless you're counting the Buffalo Sabres as not a uh, the Niagara uh, <laughs> Niagara Rochester Rochester Rochester, Rochester. Rochester. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know you know yeah that's why um, I put that qualifier in there because I knew that everybody would put oh let's just put Toronto and Buffalo <laughs> yeah that's this is this is true um, Ottawa gets to go play in Glendale <laughs> Awesome. Nobody's using that arena. Um, <laughs> See, 
not in the geographic yeah. area, but I still like it. Okay, fine. The snow. I was going for the snowbird effect. Oh no, right? I'm going with the snark. I'm going with the full snowbird snark myself, so okay. I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, Montreal gets to go play at the University of Maine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Montreal, I sent to the Albany MVP Arena. There you go. This is about a two-hour drive, 14,000-seat capacity, you know, quick jaunt between Buffalo and uh, Boston. So, you know, there. used to be the Knickerbocker Arena. No, no, this is a completely different. Oh, it's a different one. It's not the egg. It is Ooh. not the egg, which was formerly Knickerbocker Arena, home of the Albany Devils, River Rats, River Rats, and and and. Um, no, that that building, because that was the first thing I thought about. It's exclusively a performing arts center now. Mm. Good for them. Which it's is kind of interesting. <laughs> um, the Senators I sent to Portland, Maine, to work at the. Cross Insurance Arena with a capacity of 6,200 just because, well, it's easier to get to than Kanata. <laughs> really is. Mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. I found a 17,000-seat arena for hockey. I'm sending them to the FTX Arena down in Miami, Florida. You know why? There are two teams in the division and snowbird effect. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's balance things out. Mm-hmm. And that arena was built and has ice making capacity already. It's just the FLA live arena up in sunrise is probably cheaper and has a bigger capacity mm-hmm. and fewer dates because airports. Winnipeg, I struggled with a, a bit. I thought I kind of want to send them to the Ralph Engelstead only to hear the NHL complain about how <clears throat> the facilities aren't up to NHL standard, knowing how big of a farce that uh, qualifier is. But I didn't want to send it to North Dakota. I thought about Houston. But I think sending them to T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri makes the most sense. 17,000 capacity arena for hockey, specifically for hockey. Every place on my list, uh, they have ice-making capacity already. Mm-hmm. Vancouver, I, I, sh- I sent down to the Moda Center in Portland only because... It's a shorter flight to the California and Vegas. A little shorter travel. And it's just across the border from Vancouver, so they'll feel more at home. (laughs) Exactly. You know, everyone everyone on the team can go live in Vancouver. And still be in Vancouver. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They just have to leave Vancouver to go play their games. Right. But it's still a win-win. Because there's only two bridges over the Columbia River. Sorry, go on. As the East Coaster, even I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> now let's now let's get to one of the many issues in this league. Edmonton and Calgary. Uh, because they are both in the Pacific 
division and they're just on their own island. They're special. You know, we have our Northeast Elite special, mainly looking at you, Toronto and Montreal. You know, we've got the tri-state teams in the U.S. But trying to get enough Pacific arenas and spread some things out became nearly impossible. So that's why I said... I sent Calgary to the, uh, I sent them to the Idaho Central, which is the Boise Arena. And you know what? I'm breaking the rules. I'm sending the Edmonton Oilers down to Houston, so we have the return of the Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers. Damn. Let's get a little more uh, baby blue in this game. All right, all right. All right, so so I went with the eastern part of the crowd, totally and completely spiteful. <laughs> so all of all of the arenas that I picked are over ten thousand person capacity. Um, so I sent Montreal to New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Smoothie King Center, home of the New Orleans Pelicans. And it also used to host a ECHL team at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, seats. Huh? And I believe they speak some variation of French. Yeah, I, I felt that you know the, the the bilingual thing would still work ah. for them there. You know, it was I was looking, I was thinking, can I really put them in New Orleans, or can I put them in Bat, or do I have to put them in Baton Rouge? But it's like, nah, New Orleans works. Um, and so yeah, the arena seat sixteen thousand nine hundred. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto's going to Atlanta. (laughs) I can't believe you guys missed the obvious. (laughs) I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) That was my first thought was my first thought was, okay, Montreal needs to go to New Orleans and, and, and Toronto needs to go to Atlanta. happen that way has to um, of course they have to play in the same arena as uh the thrashers did uh which is the atlanta hawks owns the building state farm arena seventeen thousand six hundred in that unusual configuration with all the box seats on one side so actually cool. like it um and then ottawa ottawa i struggled with a little bit and then i had a moment of Clarity and Ottawa is going to Jacksonville, Florida. There is uh, the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena, so it's seats 13,100, and there's an ECHL team that currently plays there. Um, I put Winnipeg in Houston because somebody's got to go to Houston, I guess. The Toyota Center, there used to be an HL team there. So all of these either currently have hockey or they used to have hockey. Uh, 18,000 seats in that. Uh, Vancouver, I put in Portland, Moda Center, home of the Portland Winterhawks, which as Pat had mentioned, Vancouver, Washington is right across the Columbia River. (laughs) 
it just seemed like a perfect marriage. Um, the other one that I found interesting that you guys totally didn't think about was Salt Lake City. I put Calgary in Salt Lake City at the Maverick Center, um, which currently hosts an ECHL team. It's actually not technically in Salt Lake City. It's a verb. It's where the um, the Olympic hockey games were when Salt Lake City hosted the Olympics, like what, 1998 or something. Um, they seat 10,000. Edmonton I had a problem with because I, I couldn't figure out a good place for Edmonton. I really wanted to put them in Albuquerque. But, you know, Arizona is actually west of Albuquerque and not in that division. <laughs> so I almost I almost did the breaking the rules thing and almost put them there anyway. But instead, I put them in Spokane. In Spokane Arena, home of the Spokane Chiefs, 10,400 seats for hockey. So there you go. That's what I got. Okay. I broke the I mean, rule. I'm sorry. Apparently, Shattuck St. Mary no longer plays at a large facility. They play at a very small one. Boo. Amazing. So. All the hype, all the press coverage they got over the years on NBC Sports. And they couldn't fill a big arena. What? What did so, they ever let the women's team play there? God. <laughs> Who? So I think I'll send Winnipeg to the Sullivan Arena in Anchorage, Alaska, because it'll feel more like home. Ooh. I considered Alaska initially when I when I asked the question. Alaska and Hawaii were both fair game. Um, but then I just got sucked into the contiguous 48 and didn't even think about it after that today. So <laughs> that'll make them feel like, so, home, you know, they're, they're far enough away. You know, the, yeah. I, I think Edmonton yeah. should go there. That should be Edmonton. No, I'm, I'm, I'm now all in on Pat's suggestion that the Oilers return to Houston. Ah, uh, I and, see. You know, we can get old, um, they can retire Earl Campbell's sweater. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the board game Ticket to Ride? Oh, God, yes. So th- th- this was my, kind of my feeling. Like, let's get some more teams in the middle of the 48. So Salt Lake City was on my on my uh, list, on my short list, because, of course, I had a short list. Mm-hmm. Um, there were reasons I didn't go for that, that... Eh, it's not worth discussing right now. Let's just say, you know, the game's already vanilla enough as it is. I guess I could have put Winnipeg in Albuquerque now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And another th- another place I would consider for Winnipeg, and I don't know why this wouldn't become a potential relocation option, ownership depending, is um, the... Uh, Milwaukee Bucks Arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with a name that I cannot pronounce because I do not watch enough NBA broadcasts. So I was told by people who live in that region that the arena was spitefully built around a basketball court again. So so, so it's Brooklyn 2.0 because yeah. it, it or, does have the compressor system already. Or, or you'd rather uh, Key yes, Arena. or Phoenix. Mm-hmm. 
2.0. Yeah, so well, that was Key why Arena I like post remodel. Right. So that yeah. that was why I, I tossed that one out too because that that was my first. It's like, ooh, what about there? What about Green Bay? And there wasn't really anything big in Green Bay. And yeah, but, but at least the Milwaukee Admirals do have, I believe, an 8,000 seat capacity building. Mm-hmm. So you could still go to the town and make something work, but makes sense. Also, um, Cleveland. Cleveland. I thought about them for for the Senators. You know, what a Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And then we get to listen to all the jokes about it's played at a field house instead of an arena. But uh, they can sit 18,000 for hockey. Um, but does anyone really deserve to end up in Cleveland? Besides the senators? <laughs> no, I'm just seeking generally. <laughs> I mean, besides I mean, the senators. <laughs> Jacksonville, Cleveland, Jacksonville. Cleveland. Yeah. So, still need the Hampton Rhinos. Mm. I did also think about Orlando. I thought about Orlando. So similar to, well, dissimilar from your Atlanta pick, which was, I don't know. It was an obvious miss on my part. I should have. I should have. Charlotte is terrible for NHL hockey. And I was was actually thinking Charlotte. Charlotte was on my short list, too. (laughs) No, there's a reason, one, they moved out of the building uh, that they shared with the Hornets uh, into a very dated facility that's dated. Um, And then Greensboro, the original home of the Hurricanes. Aiken owes 20,000, but it's in Greensboro. And it's a lovely town, but eh. Yeah, I I was I had everything all picked out, but Edmonton was a hard one for me to like place. So I had like initially I had Idaho, and then I had Reno, and then I went to Sacramento. Even looked at San Diego. Yes, all the ones that end in O. Um, and then I thought briefly about Cal Palace and San Francisco. <laughs> And then it, then it was like, eh, how big is Spokane's arena? <laughs> oh, Spokompton's. It's just small enough that it can't attract big concerts, which I think is annoying them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's just big enough that it can attract older acts, you know? So they get to say they're playing in an arena. Mm-hmm. Um kind of thing so yeah you know what we could just go ahead and throw winnipeg down in the toyota center in kennewick or yakima yakima you know that would very much recreate the issue canada already has now with which one is rogers center versus which one is rogers arena i don't remember the Between project. you know that and Houston. <laughs> so there's Rogers Arena, Rogers Place, Rogers Coliseum, Rogers Bathroom, Rogers. Uh, 
Roger's bed, Roger's cloak closet, cloak mm. coat closet. Oh, you miss sugar. So, um, I got a text from a friend of mine <laughs> who got a text from somebody who knows in the NHL. And that text was simply a picture after the Arizona State University Board of Regents or Governors or Regovernors or Govnets or whatever they want to call themselves approved the temporary deal. And that text was simply the picture of the marquee outside of the arena for Spinal Tap where it said Puppet Show and Spinal Tap. And that was, I believe that was enough said by this, by the individual. Um, I had done a number of years ago a Photoshop where I replaced Spinal Tap with NHL when I believe they first started doing some of this um, Phoenix, like when some of the Phoenix crap was going on about, you know, Glendale City Council, you know, demanding before any of the tax stuff. I mean, this is like a couple of years ago, you know, so it was pick one of the 25 times that the coyotes and, and the city of Glendale had gone, you know, at each other, like they're on housewives of Arizona. And I sent that back to them and I said, please, they may have this for free. Um, <clears throat> And, and I was listening to a podcast. Um, was, actually, I was listening to uh, the Agent Provocateur podcast with Alan Walsh. And they started off the most recent episode with a discussion about Arizona and all of the hockey-related revenue implications and um, how are they going to, you know, is there a way they could do some sort of equity um, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do they how do they mitigate Arizona's um, uh, impact <laughs> impact on the HRR and and escrow and you know and the players against escrow and stuff? So. <clears throat> I got to wondering, and I started thinking a little bit. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Is this possibly uh, um, a ploy by the owners to keep the player escrow high? Because all of us are sitting here going... Jesus, why the hell, you know, until their last breath, they're going to attempt to maintain a team in Arizona. Why? Right. And everyone goes, oh, well, you know, there's sports gambling implications and so forth. And I'm like, yeah, but sports gambling is becoming legal in, you know, pretty much all the states. There's got to be something else. And I'm just wondering, is there a possibility that this is sort of a a way for the NHL owners to keep sticking it to the players a little bit. 
I mean, I have kind of wondered why um, there hasn't been rumors of of owners from other teams being upset about this, right? It's all just, oh, this is going to happen, and you're not. There's there's no rumbling in the background. Hey, and that was I started kind of putting some of that together, you know, and and because we've heard in the past where you know the the league the royal league has done some stuff and you'll hear owners aren't too happy about this or that or the other thing and mm-hmm. and a few of them are a little bit more vocal than others and to your point cast i've not heard much i've heard it from players you know all up and all up and down you know the players are just beside themselves because they're, you know, they're going to go play in this rinky-dink type situation. The facilities are going to be poop, and it's going to have an impact on their, you know, their escrow because the the revenue sharing is capped, if I'm not mistaken. So Arizona is not going to get any more just because they're no, they, they're moving to a small arena. No, they have already maxed out on what yeah. they can get. So as they're capped, it's what other benefit is that to keeping them in this situation? And you start kind of going, conspiracy time. <laughs> huh, you know, and as Alan's talking about all the math about, you know, you take the only way to do it fairly is it would be to take the revenue from 31 other teams and then do some averaging, you know, because basically you're going to have to throw away everything that Arizona does because it's going to drag down you know, it's going to drag down the average. And that's what I went. And maybe that's the point. <laughs> See, I don't I don't think it's necessarily a deliberate ploy. I think it's a if it is a ploy, I think it's more of a let's take advantage of this ploy. Well, and I think there's some of that, too. It's it's OK. You know, can we're in this we're in this situation. How can we make the best of it? Right. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Like, the reasons for targeting that market are clear as day to me. It makes a ton of sense because you can only tap into the same well, sorry, Quebec City in Canada, so many times over and over with population base, advertising base, company base. Like, there's only so much money in certain areas of Canada. There's a crap ton of money in certain areas of the United States that are unfortunately pricing this game out for fans as we've known it for the last 20 years. Phoenix can handle to, that market can handle to keep their three or four professional teams. Not many other places you can say Houston all you want, but unless you can you control your building, you know, it's not going to be worthwhile for you. You know, San Jose is stuck in a no-win situation right now with their arena. Other teams are kind of the same way. Unless the NHL is willing to fundamentally change their business model any way, shape, or form. Ha. Huh. 
They're stuck. I just can't help but think that this this really is until their last dying breath. They're going to keep that team in Arizona. Yes. Because this is a long-term play. It'll work out in the long term, but it's a bunch of ifs. Just like like Montreal's, you know, playoff aspirations at the beginning of the season. (laughs) Tons of ifs. Riffs and butts, candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. You know, I would have I would have bought into the it's a long term thing that'll pay off um ten years ago. <laughs> Nothing has really changed or improved in the past ten years. Now I am not one to give up on anything or anyone very easily, but let's face it, ten years, the situation at least, the situation has not improved and in fact has gotten worse in Phoenix. And you know, if there was some arena situation that that they could point at and say, oh, this will this will change everything and we'll move there and all of that, that would be one thing. But they don't. They don't have anything. It's just, you know, hope and a prayer and good luck. And so, um, you know, I think the only reason Bettman is trying to keep it in Phoenix is because he's been trying to keep it in Phoenix. You know, so one last thing in his tenure that he's like, God damn it, I'm not giving up on this town. He just you want to Ricardo Maltabon at the end of Star Trek 2. <laughs> right. With my last dying breath, I spit at thee. Right. So you know how yeah. horrible an investment a sports arena is for, you know, cities, counties, states to build for these teams. I will say trying to just it's almost admirable that they tried to make it work in Glendale for as long as they did but it's a divorce that should have happened 10 years ago sadly there's a difference between quitting and realizing that the situation isn't going to work and finding new options exactly but it's also oh they have to admit they made a mistake when they chose to jump to Glendale when they had to leave Phoenix proper. And as we know, the league in any way, shape or form Batman does not owners. like to admit they are wrong. Hello, CTE. Hello. Oh, Jesus. No kidding. Um, and, and that's just a rabbit hole. We do not want to go down. I don't know who thought if they build it, they will come worked for hockey. There are maybe five. In Canada. It works in well, Canada. It doesn't work in the U.S. No, no it doesn't. Well, it doesn't it depends by, it depends on what you mean by it works. Yes, you can fill a building. Can you make money off that building? Those right. are two separate conversations. It, it's not working in Ottawa. They thought if they, hockey, Canada, we can build it anywhere we want. Let's build it in Canada. If we build it, they'll come. No, they really don't. It wasn't working in Rexall for years. Yeah. You can I, argue whether it's working in Calgary or not. Well, I'm talking about distancing distancing yourself from a population center. Right. Right? 
I mean, you could probably say there are four teams whose fan bases will travel en masse if that if that team were to locate 30 or 40 minutes outside the city limits, right? Toronto, Montreal, Boston. Maybe maybe the Rangers? No, not the Rangers. Um, 30 or 40 minutes? Yeah, I don't think anybody else. Yeah, I... Pittsburgh, maybe. I don't even think... I... Maybe Philly, but they're so hit and miss with that team. It depends on the mood. Um, it, it depends on where, right? It's like well, where, what, but what suburb they end up with. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, you know, and thinking you can do it in a market that was already, you know, that's the 12th most popular sport behind golf and recreational golf and putt-putt golf. And frisbee golf. Uh, it's probably tied. Um, <laughs> because you have to be outside too much for, you know. There's, uh, yeah, true. there's too much work there. Um, Throwing in stuff. Yeah, and they don't, mm. you know, they don't have drink girls. Um, mm. uh, the hell thought I was going to work. It's just... Oy. Okay, I got nothing else. <laughs> you sure? Nothing else? Nah, pretty much everything else has been covered. I mean, Dave Tippett's firing is rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, or as I put it, hey, they fired the chief engineer from the Titanic because he said they should take the scenic route. You know, it was. It's basically there's. You know, is he the problem? Maybe a little bit, but um, hmm. When you start your starting goaltender in back-to-back games, it shouldn't be a big deal unless your starting goaltender happens to be somebody who has a large history of injuries and is aged and still looks like he is absolutely surprised every time a puck comes near him <laughs> when he makes his, I swear to God, every time Mike Smith makes a save, it looks like, wow, what was that? You know? Uh, and, you know, Martin St. Louis, hey, they managed to expand the recycled French-speaking coach to include the French-speaking players who have aspirations of coaching. (laughs) Do I think he's going to be good or bad? (laughs) Are we going to be able to tell with that roster? (laughs) Yeah, see, it's kind of a kind of a, a good point in the season to, to put him in because if they lose the rest of the games everyone will just say well that's just <laughs> the roster and, you know I, I keep I keep saying two two wins don't you know they always say two rights don't make or two two rights ugh, you know what I'm saying two lefts don't make a right <laughs> yeah but three, but three rights make a left and um, two wins isn't two wins doesn't get right you know doesn't get you a Shane right so 
you know, win one out of four games. Have at it. Um, Lose as much as you can. Make sure Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield and one or two others Romanov. don't turn into don't turn into Jeff Skinner's. Yeah, Romanov and keep Caden Primo the hell out of the NHL. Because the last thing you need to do is burn the only goaltending prospect you've got that's potentially good enough to do anything in the next five years. Because you know, Carey Price is gone this year. He wouldn't have fixed anything anyway. No, he wouldn't have. It would have probably just made his injury situation worse too. Mm-hmm. So, because he would have been overworked. Yeah, just park him. Last last year, he had just the right amount of subcontractors to help him build a almost decent house without yep. cutting every corner in the book. He just cut a few. Yep. I thought Evander Kane was supposed to fix all of Edmonton's woes. <laughs> he did for a week. He did for a week. <laughs> That's all that matters. It's just a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd argue he really didn't even do it for a week. But anyway. <clears throat> well, a week's worth of press coverage. Oh, well, yeah, there's that. A week's worth of, hey, we get to talk about something other than how shoddily constructed this team is. Uh, well, see, now they're now they're going into the whole, we're going to ignore how shoddily constructed this team is by pointing out that these players have been, have gone through so many coaches, they must be part of the problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made a mistake there. I said the Edmonton media would actually talk about how shoddily constructed the team was. No, they don't do that. Mm-mm. I keep forgetting it's the Edmonton media. Yeah. But they, were... they, they surprised me a little bit. They played the leadership card. That's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, but it's who they are calling it against and saying, oh, oh. maybe Dreisaitl should be the captain. That was shocking. Yeah, that wasn't shocking. Someone who wasn't Canadian be the captain of the Edmonton Oilers that isn't Yari Curry? That's, <laughs> that's the direction I was kind of heading in. Mm. Yeah. It isn't, but it is shocking. I just, you know what? I just want to know um, how big the smackdown was that McDavid gave Spectre off off record. <laughs> oh yeah, when you really want a camera, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> a camera with a microphone. Uh-huh. I was gonna say, when did he block his number? Uh, I just, I just have visions of Larry Brooks and Dan Boyle again with that conversation or not even with that conversation, just a smackdown, and then now I want him the F out of here. So when do we get to talk about when Mark Spector traded Connor McDavid? Because it won't be Oilers management. No, it will be Mark Spector who made the the trade. Or Hall of Fame Jim Matheson, because we can't mention his name without him. It, without indicating he's in the Hall of Fame. No, he's not. He's basically in a men's room in the Hall of Fame. He's Hall of Fame adjacent. Couple buildings down. <laughs> yeah, okay. Famous doesn't mean smart, people. Famous doesn't mean smart. Dear God in heaven, is that never were truer words spoken? Um, <laughs> I got nothing else, honestly. 
Uh, well, I, I do want to, uh, you know, Cameron Granado being the first uh, woman as AGM after right. Seattle took a chance on her to be the first woman scout in the NHL. So, yeah, there you go. She's technically third because Emily Castonguay was second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And then there was, and I, I apologize, I forget her name, but the woman who worked for the Devils? Yes. All I, all I remember is that she got out of the business and opened a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> and said she started working harder. Uh, yeah. Kate Madigan. Thank you. Took me a minute. So. Um, Sorry, first for the connects. Here we go. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mad props. I mean, good on Vancouver, Rachel Dory, Caston Gay, Granado, you know, and hiring a non good old Ontario boy as as the de facto GM. Mm -hmm. You know, as, as much as Jim Rutherford has a tendency to drive me nuts. Um. He looks like he's willing to to be sort of a a teacher, you know. Yeah. So. And I think, unlike in Pittsburgh, he realized I'm not here for long. I I put up the show and then I kick my feet up. Yeah, I'm literally just here to say, yeah, you know what? You should think about doing it this way. Or, hey, you need to talk to this person? I'll get him on the phone for you. And he's good about finding talented individuals and and finding separate skill sets because between Dory, Castonguay, and Granado, all the different specialties. Now, they may, well, at least the two AGMs may be doing, have similar responsibilities, but diversity of opinion as well. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, I think the interview I heard with Cammy, she said that it's going to be, you know, they'll have their silos, but it will be groupthink type, you know, mm-hmm. and I hate saying groupthink because it has bad connotations, but I think Cast on Gay is going to become their their cap oracle. Mm-hmm. You know, the the cap manager. Yeah, the person that knows the complete ins and outs and how to game the system. <laughs> and I think Granado's I think she said player development or something along those lines. So you know, I think that scouting stuff that she was doing for Seattle, and thank goodness she's out of Seattle because I think they ignored all the great people they hired. Um uh hockey ops, yeah, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ron Francis show. Ron Francis and Jason Botterill went, that sounds like a great idea. You know what would be even better? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is if we went out and got this guy and then waived him and then claimed him off waivers when the other team waived him. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> He's just there to acquire the players that the next guy's going to do something with. That's how this story is playing out. Hoobly. <clears throat> Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just noticed I was playing my bass in my studio here today, and I was 
dialing in some tones and as my wife and son are out of the house, I was kind of cranking it up a little bit and I just looked up to my hanging I have a, a an LA Kings sweater that was framed for me by the Kings and it's now askew. Mm. So I think I put some volume in the room today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got some good bounce going. Um Oh, I thought I had a question, but I was trying to find it, and now I can't find it. So somebody pull the shoot and get me out of here. All right. <laughs> Cassie, if you don't have anything, I think I can close this out here. No, I don't think I do. And I promise okay. I'll come up with one. I know I've been slack lately. <laughs> no, you've been fine. We've been talking about the same three things for the last six months. I mean, yeah, unfortunately. There's only so much we can... It's so much Only we want so to much. talk about. <laughs> that is unbelievably true, my friend. Yes. There's lots and lots of things we could talk about. There's only so many things we want to talk about. <laughs> well, here's something I hope we get to talk about next week. Jack Eichel's debut. So I'm, I'm going to leave this as a two-parter. Should it happen or not, What is your solution for getting Eichel in the lineup? And how's he doing his first five games? This has been the 3v3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.